You're listening to the Great Recruiter Training Podcast. Here we go. Hosted by industry expert, trainer, and motivator, Scott Love. Hi, this is Scott Love, and you're listening to episode number nine of the Great Recruiter Training Podcast. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is going to be on one focused topic. It's going to be on getting through gatekeepers. Now, let me tell you a story. And if you've ever been to my trainings, you've heard me talk about my little dog, Honey Bear. Honey Bear is a 25-pound Shiba Inu. She's a small, white, Japanese breed. And the Shiba Inus, they're real popular in Japan. It's, it's one of the most common dogs in Japan. The, the only problem with them is that they all have this little attitude. Uh, I remember the very first time I picked Honey Bear up from Doggy Daycare. And I'm even embarrassed to say that I took my dog <laughs> to Doggy Daycare. I remember picking her up at the end of the day. And the owner of the Doggy Daycare said, Scott, come here, check this out. Check this out. I said, what do you mean? She said, look at Honey Bear. And I looked at her, and she's sitting by herself across the field on the other side of the fence. And I called her, and she ran to me. And as she ran to me, all the other dogs were standing at the gate of the fence. They looked at her. They parted. They made a hole, and she walked in between them to the gate. My dog, my little sweet honey bear, was the alpha. She was the top dog in that whole pack of about 12 other dogs. Remember the very first time as she matured into an adult when I took her to the park that she encountered a very small, weak, fragile dog. There was a little old lady walking, a fragile poodle, and Honey Bear came up and sniffed her on the nose. And the little poodle wagged her tail as if to say, Honey Bear, I want to be your friend. And Honey Bear stood motionless, and she sniffed the poodle on the nose, and then all of a sudden she bit her and just grabbed her snout and wouldn't let go. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Honey Bear, get off that dog. And I tried to pull her off, and finally I got her to let go. And I think the reason why Honey Bear attack that dog was because Honey Bear smelled fear. She smelled weakness. She's great with kids. She's great with people. She's great with large dogs like German Shepherds. But if she's ever around a dog that has weakness, she will attack. Gatekeepers, receptionists are the exact same way. They will attack you if you're not sure, if you're hesitating, if you have fear. They're going to attack. And why is that? Why is it? Now, now, what we do as third-party recruiters, we spend most of our time making phone calls, or at least you should, because that's where your business is. It's not a marketing business. It's a sales business. You have to go out and sell to people that don't care about you and don't want to make a move and don't want to hear what you have to say. And that's why to find candidates that are worth a fee, you need to be able to get through those gatekeepers that are guarding them into those organizations and engage those professionals in a dialogue about their careers. And so the gatekeepers are going to keep you out. Why is that? Well, look at it this way. Within an organization, where does the gatekeeper have power? Well, the gatekeeper doesn't have any power in the organization. If we looked at an organizational chart, where is the gatekeeper located? Oh, at the bottom. So at the bottom of the organization, they're at the bottom of the line. They don't have any power. They don't have a lot of significance at work, do they? So in the one area where they do have some significance and some control and some power, they might abuse that. And where is that area? Aha, you guessed it. It's the power to keep you out. 
So I want you to think of receptionists and gatekeepers like this. They're sentries. Now, I'm not talking about executive assistants. Once you're in the castle, you're good. They're, that's a different category of employee. Usually, they, they're, they're much more professional. A lot of them have college degrees. The executive assistant of an executive sits in on every critical meeting, knows who's going to get fired before HR does. That's a totally different person, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting through the people that are the sentry, that are guarding you at the gate. They don't have a lot of power in the castle, but they do have power and significance in keeping you from coming into the castle. So they might abuse that. And they might be a little bit too strong in who they're going to keep out of the castle. So how do we get through the gatekeepers? Well, there's two reasons why gatekeepers are going to let you into the castle. First, they think that you've been to the castle before. They see you, they assume that you've been there, so they're going to let you through. Why would they question that if they think you've been to the castle before? Secondly, they're going to let people into the castle who can serve the king. People that have legitimate business that can serve the castle, they're going to let in. That's what the sentries will do. So this is where our gamesmanship comes into play. We want to be honest with them, but we also want to be vague. If we call up and we ask them, hi, I'm, I'm trying to recruit people from your company. Can I talk to them, please? They're not going to let you in. So, so we don't want to lie. If they ask us why we're calling, we don't want to lie. We don't want to say, well, I'm calling because I'm selling magazine subscriptions. You don't want to say that. You want to be vague. You want to be vague. If they ask you why you're calling, say, I had a question for the candidate, on, or, uh, not the candidate, I had a question for Bob on a project that I'm working on. Is he in the office? You, know, you, just, you just ask that. I had a question for him for, uh, on a project I'm working on. You know, what's the, what's the project? What's well, your research project? That's what you're doing. It's your recruiting project. You don't need to get into specific details. Some people say, well, I need to be honest in every area of my life, completely honest. And I'm thinking, okay, that's good. But consider it like this. This is what I'm talking about. You don't want to lie. You don't want to ruse. You don't want to make up stories. You want to be vague in your responses, but you want to be honest. If they ask me why I'm calling or what my company does, I say consulting. Because it's true. I do consulting. Uh, under the SIC codes, executive search falls underneath management consulting. I'm being truthful. I'm being vague but I'm being truthful. So, so here's an example. Let's say you go on a date for the very first time with someone. And at the end of that date, you think, you know what? She's the one. It's my first date with her, but I want to marry this girl. Bring it up. You know what? Gina, I've really enjoyed this evening. And I know it's our first date, but I've got to tell you, I, I really feel like you're the one. I want to marry you. Do you think you're going to get a second date? You're not because you're not playing the game properly. There's no courtship. There's no dance. There's no ritual. There's always a game to that. And I don't mean a game in, in a manipulative sort of way. I mean, that's just the ritual that we have to go through. So think of it like that. There's a ritual. There's a system. There's a game to getting through. And you need to have gamesmanship when you're dealing with people that don't want to let you in. Now, your intention is to serve people. Your intention is to provide value to the candidates that you recruit. You're not holding the gun to their head. They're going to make their own decisions whether or not they want to leave. So you're not doing anything wrong. It's their decision whether or not to leave. But you need to get through that sentry to talk to those folks. How do we do that? Well, remember, who are they going to keep out of the castle? People that have never been there before and people that don't have any business serving the king or anybody else in the castle. How can we create this image that we've been there before without lying? Well, it's in your tone. Let's, there's two facets to this. Let's talk about the candidate side, then we'll talk about the client side. On the candidate side, there's a rhythm. Every receptionist, when he or she answers the phone, they always answer it like this. Good morning, ABC Company. And then the person that's calling in says, hi, is John Smith there? And then the question is, who's calling? And then you say, my name is Scott Love. Which company are you with? That's the rhythm. There's this rhythm that they have. I'm with Scott Love Associates. Is he expecting your call? Well, I don't want to lie. 
I don't want to lie. Well, no, he's not. Uh, what's the nature of the call? Well, I want to recruit him out of your company. I mean, that's not going to work. So if you, when they, when you call up and if they ask, uh, ABC company, uh, what can I do for you? you? You don't say, hi, is so-and-so there? You say your first and last name. Hi, Scott Love calling for John Smith. Because the implication is that you know that person, that you've been there. Now, you're not saying anything unless, you know, unless it's true. You're just asking about the person, but you're doing it in a way so that that gatekeeper thinks this person has been to the castle before. That's the gamesmanship that we have to follow to get through, where we, we, we stay within our code of telling the truth, of being honest, but that's the gamesmanship. Good morning, ABC Company. Hi, Scott Love calling for John Smith. The odds will significantly increase in you getting through this gatekeeper. I swear to you, this one little tip on this free podcast will make a lot of you guys a fortune listening to this. And that's just one example of a lot of the ideas that I share with my coaching club every week. If you're interested, go to the link that says coaching club. Every week we have 15 minutes of training followed by 45 minutes of me opening it up to the floor and finding out what your issues are and giving you advice and solutions. I'm not gifted in a whole lot of areas except I can solve anybody's problem except, except for my own, it seems. But being able to look at things and come up with ideas and tactics and, uh, and, and things like this that work. I mean, that's just one example of that. But you use that one example, you use that one tool to get through, it's going to work for you. Just by how you ask for whoever, whoever it is you're calling. That's it. That's all it is. You shift the way you communicate. Here's another tip. You want to have a downward inflection. If they ask who's calling, hi, ABC Company, hi, is John Smith there? Who's calling? This is Scott Love. You hear the upward inflection? You want to say, no, this is Scott Love. Or Scott Love calling for John Smith. Downward inflection. It always has to be a downward inflection. Upward inflection, what does that mean? You're asking a question or you're not sure. And if you're not sure, it means you're hesitating. And if you have fear or hesitation or doubt, I will attack. That's how they look at that. So you want to make sure that you have a downward inflection when you talk to people. Also, another tip. You don't want to sound too happy to the gatekeeper. Because why is that? Well, they think that you're going to be selling something. Because every salesperson that calls into a company, hi, is John Smith there? They're really happy because they went to the Zig Ziglar seminar and he says, have a positive mental attitude. You got to be happy all the time. And I respect that guy and I believe it. But when it comes to the gamesmanship, we want to hold back our energy. We want to refrain from being too enthusiastic and too positive because they think that we're selling something and they're not going to let us through it. They think something's up. Nobody's ever that happy. <laughs> That's weird. You're not getting in. What's your agenda? And they're not going to let you through. Here's another tip. Let's talk on the client side. Let's say you're marketing a candidate, which is one of the best ways to get through. You know, cold calling your ser and selling your services. I will tell you this. If you're calling to sell your services, hi, my name's Scott Love. I'm with Headhunters RS. I'd like to sell our services to you. Where you don't have a candidate and there's no other creation of value, it will not work. If that's how you're selling your services, there's a big reason why you're not making money right now because it doesn't work. Nobody takes calls like that anymore. They stopped doing that about three years ago or even beyond that. Nobody takes sales calls. There has to be creation of value. I have a candidate who's exceptional that wants to move, who's an amazing candidate. That's value. I can use that to open up the door with an executive, with a prospect. So when I call up to that company, I've got this candidate, and I'm calling to reach John Smith. He's the VP of Operations. Good morning, ABC Company. Hi, Scott Love calling for John Smith. And a lot of times, I'll just use the first name. Sir, we have lots of Johns here. Well, John Smith, your VP of Operations. Oh, I'm so sorry. A lot of times, I'll use just the first name. So I'll say my first and last name calling for so-and-so. 
uh, sir, what's this, what's this call about? And I'm going to respond in a truthful way, but I'm not going to say I have a candidate that's looking to make a move and I wanted to talk to him about the candidate. What's the receptionist going to say? You need to talk to HR. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. By the way, there's a free tool under the free download section called How to Deal with HR. It's a 30-minute webinar that I did, and you can listen to that. I think I've got two versions on the free download section. You can stream that directly from the site. That'll give you some value on how to deal with human resources, and it's totally free. So when I call in and ask for that decision maker, and she, the receptionist, or he says, what's this call about? How can I be truthful and still bypass HR? Well, I have a lead for him on something I think he might be interested in hearing about. It's an honest answer. I have a lead. Everybody wants a lead. I'm not going to say what kind of lead it is. It's none of her business. But I'm truthful, I'm honest, and I'm vague. And that's the gamesmanship. You need to stay within your core, within your values. You don't want to lie. You don't want to make up stuff. I'm serious. I swear to God. You don't want to start making up stuff. It's going to suck you down a path you don't want to go down. I've been to offices where the owner will tell me, now one thing I'll tell you is that I teach my people how to lie when they get through gatekeepers and how to lie to candidates. And I'd, I'd sit there listening to a recruiter making calls to a candidate saying, you're referred to me by a very good friend of yours and he's turning bright red because he knows it's not true and he's starting a relationship based on a lie. You don't want to do that. That's not how this business works. That's just my own opinion. So I have a lead for him on something I thought he might get pretty excited about. Is he in the office? Sir, you'll have to tell me what kind of lead this is. Say, well, I, I really can't do that. It relates to one of your direct competitors. Am I being honest? You bet I am. I'm being dead honest. Or totally honest. Dead honest? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Maybe I made it up. I'm being totally honest. I'm being vague, but I'm being direct enough that I'm going to bypass that gatekeeper and get straight to the decision maker. Now, when you get to the executive assistant... That's a totally different call. That's my first advocate. If I'm marketing a candidate, I want to sell this candidate's value to that person. But remember, when it comes to gatekeepers, you need to show them that you've been to the castle before, or at least talk that way, and show them that you can serve the king. And if you do that, you'll never have to worry about gatekeepers again. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Visit my website, greatrecruitertraining.com for dozens of free tools, free tips, free videos, free articles, free instruments, free poems, free quizzes that will help you become a great recruiter. If you're interested in investing a moderate amount in your own success, click on the link that says Coaching Club. For the same price of what you pay for your cable bill, you get unlimited advice from me via text. You get to sit in on the weekly Coaching Club calls. You get access to over 50 hours, 50 hours of audio downloads now. That's how many hours we have that you can go in and download. About 30 of those, 30, I think 37 of those are past webinars. And the others are the records, records of the coaching calls. Plus you get 20 pages of scripts. Anyways, watch the video on the link that says Coaching Club. Sign up today. You'll be glad that you did. Over 100 recruiters, 100 search firms have signed up for that. And they love it. And they come back every week wanting more. And I'm really, very grateful and very proud of that, that I can provide that much value to people in the business. Anyways, thanks for your time. Have a great day. And I'll talk with you next time. Mm-hmm.